This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like a group of real estate agents thinking you are about to sell your home and you don't have representation. He is Larry, 30% over asking. I am Andrew Foreclosure Keller. How is your 30-year fixed mortgage treating you, Larry? Oh, man, it's going to be on my back forever. When they hand you that form, they're like, this is what you're going to pay in 2098 per month. You're like, what? No, my move is I don't read that. I was like, I'm not going to have this mortgage at that time. I'm either going to pay it off early or get a new one. Look at you. Look, Look at, at you. me making moves. I'm going to get it in crypto. Oh, we're going to get to that in a second. Um, do we care about triple doubles? Do you care about the triple doubles? I mean, I think there's a famous song, I think for the 90s, I think Ice Cube, today was a good day. He said, I, I, I effed around and got a triple double. I love that line. Um, I think it's. I think it's cool. I think... It doesn't really matter because as the Warriors proved in their run, like it's more about the team effort than the individual Ooh. effort. So oh. it's oh. great that you're making triple doubles. I'll let you. Oh, you're setting this up so nicely. So nicely. Russell Westbrook is the triple double king of the NBA. Wizards Westbrook, 28 points, 21 assists, 13 rebounds. The Wizards actually lost on Monday night to the Hawks. Westbrook though post his 182nd triple-double to break Oscar Robertson's NBA all-time record. That is the rub, exactly as you said it. Does this matter that he's the triple-double king or that he is considered kind of a selfish teammate and has never really won anything? Yeah, I mean, he's a great player, but as we record this, Washington's currently slated to play in the play-in game for the Eastern Conference against the Pacers. So, like... Great, you have the most triple doubles, but you you're on you're not going all the way. It's kind of like Carmelo Anthony or maybe Mike Trout to talk about players like would you rather have the best player in the sport or would you rather have the best team that's gonna win? So I would I would lean towards not having him. He's an MVP, a two-time scoring champ, about to be the three-time assist leader, and a nine-time all NBA selection. Does that sway you at all? Does it sway me for what? Do I want him on my team? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I yes. don't know. One thing I thought was really cool, the NBA put a, a picture up to celebrate his accomplishment, and they put, because it's a triple-double, they put him in the three jerseys of the different teams he's played for, as, as you know, Oklahoma City, Houston, and now with Washington. So that was kind of cool. Triple-double, three teams. Maybe uh, if he goes to another team, he'll start getting quadruple-doubles. I loved Russell, Russell Westbrook when he played for UCLA. He was my, I was like, dude, that guy's going to be amazing. Turns out goes to the NBA and he's kind of an ingrate. I don't necessarily like him anymore because he's just so angry at everybody. Would you rather have him or Alvin, I, Allen Iverson on your team? Oh my gosh. I don't, I think I'd become a, a Quaker. I would choose none. You get him, Iverson, uh, Stefan Marbury. Oh, all the greats. And then you round it out with your boy, James Harden. These guys are showing up hungover to every single show. Every single show. It's called, It's not a game, it's a show. Well, tell me, do you know who this guy is? I keep my head it's J. Cole. He's a rapper from North Carolina, and that's his song, Apparently, which I had never heard of J. Cole. Did, had you heard of him before? I'm going to say you have not. That was my question. Should I should I have known who J. Cole is? Well, that song I just showed you on YouTube had over 100 million downloads. Whoa! So some people know who he is. Um, it was kind of a catchy song. Anyway, 
the 36 year old is going to or is in Rwanda right now to play in the basketball Africa League. He's going to play with the Patriots, BBC in the inaugural season. It's a 12 team uh, conference or league, and he's going to go play there. He was a walk on at St. John's. He never actually played a game there. He wanted to focus on his rap career, which was maybe more lucrative for his skill set. But that's kind of cool. Go to Africa, play some basketball. Do you think he's doing this for the love of the game or love of publicity? I think he's doing it for the love of the game because he could, I, I think he'd make more money being here. Um, <laughs> it's probably a nice PR boost, but uh, I don't know. He's 36. He's probably like, you know what? There's probably not much more time on the clock for me to be able to play. And he's, he's probably made enough money that he's making more of a decision for himself. I think it's interesting that to start a league – in the middle of a pandemic, I don't know what kind of restrictions Africa has, but uh, it's a weird time. I feel like there's lots of different professional basketball leagues around the world. Like Mexico has one because uh, Juan Toscano Anderson of the Warriors used to play for it. There's a professional league in uh, Brazil. There's one in Israel. There's all sorts of teams in Spain. I'm wondering why he like where the pecking order of the Rwanda basketball league is in all of this. I mean, another idea is Rwanda, the, the Basketball Africa League is looking for a PR grab and they threw money at him to bring mm. notoriety to the to the thing. I like I don't know if he read about this and then said, hey, I want to try out. Maybe he was approached. I'm not sure how it the came Chinese about. Basketball League is kind of a big deal. That's the thing. Like, wouldn't you rather go to China than the Rwandan Basketball League? Yeah, you hang out with Yao Ming. You remember those commercials? Can I write a check? <laughs> Yao. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for bringing that Yo. back into my purview. Yow. <laughs> Those are very <laughs> basic commercials. We have a really interesting, I've been thinking about this a lot, and then I, I read the story. A total of 12 baseball teams have now hit a crucial milestone. The traveling parties of players and coaches have reached the 85% vaccination threshold, and players who are now fully vaccinated on 12 teams in MLB means that players can go maskless in the dugout. They can go to restaurants on the road. But most importantly, there will be reintroductions of video game consoles, pool tables in the clubhouses, and the steam rooms are going to be reopened at the training facilities for these baseball players. Yeah, I mean, we're starting to move in that direction. The state of California, uh, I checked today, is still on track to be herd immunity by June 15th and starting to open without mask restrictions. So I think it's good. Uh, I think we're going to see more of these stories popping up as things change. People are going to want content on, oh, this is crazy. It's too soon. But we're heading in that direction. And I think it's great. Yeah, because here's the thing about like life right now. The CDC has said, if you're outside, not in a group, you don't have to wear a mask. They've, the CDC has come out and said that. But still, mm -hmm. when you leave your house, you're kind of like, should I wear a mask or not? If you're vaccinated, whatever. I think it's good optics for the world or okay, I guess America to like be able to look into the dugout and players aren't going to be wearing masks. That's going to start to say like, Hey, everybody else, you don't need to wear masks if you're vaccinated. I don't know. Just Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like seeing um, celebrities or political leaders getting their vaccines on video to show people like, Hey, we're getting more normal. Yeah. I, th I think the pandemic was such a jarring thing for everyone. It's going to be like jarring or it's going to be a little like breaking up scar tissue, getting out of it. Uh, I think people are going to want to be a little bit gun shy, but at some point we do have to move forward. You know, one of the underrated stories that we didn't really talk about, like during the pandemics, even, even up to now is that baseball players weren't hanging out each other. Like in the old days, 
not the old days, like previous baseball seasons, they would sit in the clubhouse and talk and drink beers after the game. Blah, blah, blah. But they couldn't hang out at all. Like nobody could be even in the clubhouse. So baseball players are becoming friends again. Yeah. And I think that's important for, I mean, I, th- I don't know if it's unreport or unthought about very much, but the camaraderie on baseball teams makes a big difference. You do 162 games with these people yeah. and your morale makes a big difference. And that's why it's such a big deal if someone's troublesome in, in the in the dugout and these people these players aren't used to being uh they're probably not all introverted so it's good to be able to turn on the the playstation but there is a playstation shortage right now so hopefully oh, no. they can figure out how to hell get no man you know, this pandemic's making shortages and everything lumber's expensive playstations are oh scarce well, our boy is 36 and oh, going no. to play basketball. Jay oh, Cole. Jay oh. Cole's 36. Tim Tebow, oh. 33. Oh. Signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars to oh. play tight end. So just a little recap. I know you know this, but oh. he was a quarterback and he hasn't taken a regular season snap since 2012 when he played with the Jets. He also uh, went to the Patriots and the Eagles. And in 2015, he went into the farm league system for the Mets and never really made it to the show he might have actually showed up in one game but never did anything he retired in february and was signed to a low risk contract by the jaguars for one year is he going to be the next kellen winslow jr i'm so happy god made this story happen um i here's what i understand if you're urban meyer and you're the coach of the jacksonville jaguars you're a rookie you've never been in the nfl it's going to be like a big learning curve why in the world would you want tim tebow Who's kind of polarizing issues get a lot of like just something a hassle you don't need at this particular point. Well, he he played for Urban Meyer, so uh, Urban yeah. Meyer like he's a known entity. He's like probably knows this guy's gonna uh, work hard. Tebow's built like a tight end. I think it's again, like I said, it's a low risk one year contract. It might sell if he'll probably sell enough Tebow jerseys to make it worth it. Like it seems like a no brainer to me to give it a shot when there's nothing really at stake i don't he's not coming in as a starting tight end why not that's what i say why not feel like tim tebow's 15 minutes of whatever it's been has run its course i don't know if i don't know if we need this andrew can you say on air or on record do you like tim tebow are you are you happy for him or do you wish he would go away i kind of wish he would just go and go on the uh uh, promise keeper speaking to her and just go yeah. away he also had a brief stint as a college football analyst yes. maybe for yes. espn so that didn't go so well no, you know why he wasn't very good at that because he sucked well i think that was because he was homeschooled and homeschooled kids are weird <laughs> and there's no <laughs> way around that please send your uh emails to andrew keller at uh sports best podcast <laughs> If you went to homeschool, you can reach out and I'll talk to you about it and tell you why you're weird. (laughs) The homeschool blast. All right, Sean Culkin will not be cashing his crypto check. Remember, he was the guy from the Kansas City Chiefs who said he wanted to be paid in like Bitcoin. Well, he was going to make $920,000 and then be paid in Bitcoin some way. I don't know how they're with the how the transactions. I think he was just like, hey, y'all haven't talked about me a while. You're going to pay me a hundred. You're going to pay me a million dollars and I'm going to convert all of it to crypto. I think that's what it was. The, the Chiefs aren't going to pay him in crypto. Well, bad news is the Chiefs cut him before he, oh. he made any money. So he will be not taking his money and buying Ethereum or Ripple or Cardona or Dogecoin. He'll be going, not passing go and collecting $920,000.
I mean, to be clear, the people that are in the know with Ethereum just call it ETH. Oh. So apparently, <laughs> oh shoot, ETH is good for NFTs. <laughs> you want to buy an NFT? Dogecoin, maybe not. I don't know. Drop thirty percent during Elon Musk's monologue oh, on SNL, which I so. thought was okay. By the way, I thought he he wasn't bad. He wasn't good. It was. SR. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it live. Oh, I was I didn't watch it. My my SNL strategy is if anything was good, it'll be trending and I'll watch whatever sketches are good because watching missed sketches is yeah, not fun for me. I'm like this wasn't funny. You can, um, you can fast the, forward. The analysis I saw of, of Elon Musk is there won't be a sketch that we'll remember by this time next week. Like nothing stood out. Do you, yeah, do you but agree? I've been in a couple places and like been like, hey, what do you think about that? You know, I live in San Francisco, whatever. So people are like, eh. it was all right. All I'm saying, it was okay. It it moderately held my attention. Which is what you want as a network to put something up on TV that's okay. <laughs> I saw um with Childish Gambino, what's his name? Donald yeah, Glover yeah. tweeted tweeted today that there's all the content on TV now is boring because everyone's afraid of getting canceled. So that's interesting. I did see that too, and I kind of agree with that, but that to blanketly say everything on TV is boring might be a little harsh. Well, only speaking in definitives is the best way to get traction. <laughs> so that's what you need to do. Oh. And definitively, Bob Baffert has received his 30th fine yeah. as a trainer in professional horse racing. His horse, Medina Spirit, tested positive for anti-inflammatory drugs and he got an immediate suspension from professional racing. And Bob Baffert says it's the biggest gut punch in racing. A little hyperbole there, I think. But uh, I don't know. I would Do you think if uh, I have a headache, I take some Advil? Should I not be competing at the highest level? Here's how you know he's guilty. This is how you know Bob Baffert is guilty. He said he didn't know. I don't know how many. 30th fine, horse racing uh, infraction in the last year. Fifth, Fifth in the last year. Here's how you know he's guilty. Here's how you know he's guilty. He immediately went on Fox News and blamed it on cancel culture. <laughs> That's how you know that dude is guilty. Yeah, he went on. He said, this is clearly a hit job on me. It's, it's fake news. <laughs> we have the best programs in racing. It's top notch. We have the best horses. We're going to win everything. He might be from Jersey. I don't know where I got that from, but... Uh... <laughs> I just love dudes that have like the like jet white hair. That's my face. He's got that thing. He's like, uh, like a James Bond villain. I think you need to have that. And then the Robert Kraft white collar with the blue <laughs> shirt. Oh, that's class. That's old man. That's old man money. <laughs> old man money. Well, oh. Chris Berman gets a multi year extension while Kenny Mayne is shown the door at ESPN. Kenny Mayne, who I never really liked, he kind of no. had a resting smug face, as uh, we all know. He said in a tweet, I am leaving ESPN, salary cap casualty. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, he's he's moving on. Um, so I don't know if it's so much of a salary cap casualty. Chris Berman has got an extension. I think uh, maybe they just had enough of Kenny Mayne. There's a I lot like, of old uh, guard at ESPN. They need they need to turn over a little bit. Get Scott Scott Van Pelt out of there. Berman's doing it for free. Listen, best Kenny Main line. Here's the two best Kenny Main lines of all time. I don't know what that pitch was, but it tastes like chicken. Come on, that's quality. And the other one, 
that must be a Homer Simpson because that pitcher just said, don't come on. Oh, Kenny Mayne. Would you, how long would you work for ESPN for free? If you were on air, how long would you work for free? Well, here's the point about Berman or, you know, whatever that his wife died. He probably realized retirement. He didn't want to make uh, work benches or the uh, rocking horses. And he's like, well, what else? I could they could pay me $5. At least it gives me something to do. I truly think that's what Berman is doing. When I think of the switch to HGTV, I think of Chris Berman as the per- poster child for who I don't want to see in HD. He had like the <laughs> saggiest, baggiest eyes. Chris Berman was not before, like maybe they figured out to up the makeup game. Chris Berman was looked like just a sack of potatoes on his face. He's beautiful on the inside, Andrew. Yeah. I also saw Mike Golich from formerly Mike and Mike in the morning was like, he, he's like, Kenny Mayne, welcome to the ranks of former ESPN. We have enough people to start our own sports network. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if something pops up and yeah. all the, all the uh, anchors get paid in, a, in ETH. <laughs> I'll take Dogecoin. I'll take the Doge. All right. Well, get you paid. This has been Sports Best. Thanks for tuning in. Call a friend. Tell them how much they mean to you. Call, call someone right now. Say, hey, you mean a lot to me. I'm Andrew Berlary. You mean a lot to me. Talk to you later.